Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you're listening and watching Ultra Life widescreen today. First time we've done widescreen. All right. It's usually like this because I got so used to go live. Uh-huh. And uh, it was all like this. Yeah. Oh, it's it wasn't him, actually. It was uh, Kevin. Is it Kevin? Kevin? Spicer? Uh, I don't know. maybe. Is he the Flip the Gratitude switch guy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love you, Kevin, if you're oh, up to you. I can't remember your last name, Kevin. Okay. All right. Um, Hopefully it's no, Spicer. Armand. Oh, okay. Armand. Armand. Okay. I'm not Kevin sure I've met him. He no. showed me that it turns out. Hopefully when they post it, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he showed a dog do that before the first Cool. I've done that maybe three hundred Facebook lives. Oh, that's awesome. I've done a few Facebook lives, but never a podcast. This is my first and never an interview. So. This is my first. I'm so a virgin. It's a bit casual. That's why I talked about all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have Sean Barnett here. <laughs> um, he is going to be talking about um, uh, and we were, we were talking before the show. We had the best shop in the so we can talk and we can memorize shop and see what things are going to see what things are going to about the show. So tell us about your very interesting life. And, and, and well, I'll ask you a question. Okay. And you can talk to me. And okay. Just tell whatever you feel comfortable. All right. Well, like you noticed earlier, I'm a I'm an open book. I'm, yeah. a, I'm very transparent. Oh, you almost saved my life. Oh, that's true. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. That's how we really met. Yeah, it. that's how we met. Um. So, for about 27 years, I was a, a well, the first probably 24, I was just a hard partier. But the last you three, were a hard yeah, I was a hard partier for 24 yeah, years. And then the, all the things you did, you yeah, did hard I partied hard until I added the Oxycontin. And then the last three years, uh, life went downhill. And I ended up uh, breaking into a bar that I worked at and stealing and was finally arrested on felony burglary. But I had been arrested 18 times over my life. How, how do you get arrested? That's white privilege. That's white privilege right there. And uh, I own that. And uh, one of uh, another cause that's dear to me outside of homelessness is uh, institutional racism and and all Mm. that bullshit. Uh, Because uh, I know. So you see it as really just not like. Oh, I've seen it firsthand. It's like global warming. Yeah. It's It's absolutely real. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, I. I tend to think global warming is real too, but who knows? I, I can't prove that, but I've been incarcerated enough to know that the majority of the population in the uh, jails and prisons are minorities. And the statistics don't back up that it, it, white people commit one and a half times as many crimes as blacks. Blacks are, you know, 10 times more likely to be incarcerated than whites. Yeah, so. That's a, a whole other <laughs> issue, but uh, but that's how I was arrested 18 
times and have really only done, you know, relatively small amount of time incarcerated. Um, you know, probably a total of 60 days in my life. You know, but I've, uh, so anyway, after my last incarceration, uh, I had a moment of clarity in the jail where I truly asked the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, uh, how did this all happen? How did I go from a, a, you know, from a pretty good upbringing to being this criminal? And uh, the answer was literally whispered in my ear. It said, you lie. That's what, it, that's what I heard. And so I spent two years in all types of therapy. And well, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ask. Yeah, I was calling But when you say, you whispered in your ear. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure you don't mind talking about that. Yeah, I don't. I haven't, I haven't asked if you didn't say yeah. that. Who whispered that? I don't know. But Is it your cellmate? No. I looked around. So I've, I've had this experience three separate times. Um, the first time, I was contemplating a problem, uh, and the answer was forgiveness. Uh, this time, I was contemplating a problem, and the answer was you lie. And then the third time, and I'll talk about that later, I heard do it. And so I've heard a total of five words whispered from outside of me in my lifetime. And they're all, all three of those situations were profound moments. And it's possible that it was my own mind tripping myself that it came from the outside. I really don't know. But the sensation was that something outside of me whispered. And all three times, it was over my right ear, and all three times I turned to look, who the hell is that? Who's in my ear? And no one was there. And then I became, you know, became overwhelmed with that there was truth in this. This particular time where um, I heard you lie quickly. It was like my life was played out over my mind really fast, almost like you hear people who say they had a death experience, their life played out before their eyes. It was that exact same thing. And I saw just thousands and thousands of times that I had lied. And so I spent a two-year quest searching what is lying, what is lying. And, and at first, the easy part in that journey is the, oh, I said I was standing here, but really I was standing here. I said I was wearing a red shirt, but I was wearing a blue shirt. Those are the easy lies. And that was actually easy for me to stop. The difficult lies are... So you would call those white lies? No, I call those blatant lies. You know, a blatant lie. I, I uh, jumped off a 40-foot cliff when really I jumped off a, 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 a mogul. Yeah, or whatever, right? Um, you know, and I've jumped off some pretty big cliffs. That's true. <laughs> but just where, you know, oh, I went to that concert and I did whatever, just stupid lies that are for whatever reason. Um, the lies that, uh, that, that, that were more difficult to understand are, were rationalizations, justifications, minimizations, exaggerations, lying by omission, by what I don't say, uh, misdirecting people by syntax and uh, manipulation of language or what I leave out. Yeah, I've done that too. Mm-hmm. There's some, well, my experience is that in the chair. Mm-hmm. What I've seen is that sometimes, my experience is that you have to watch 
what you're saying because the other person Right. We don't know what's going on. You might say, first of all, me. Yeah. you say it? Yeah. When you really, honestly, 100%, yeah. that's perfect. Yep. We didn't do anything. And what I've learned is that I've had to actually adjust because I went so, I said, I went so sure. Um, I had to start coming back. Yeah. I wouldn't consider it Yeah. Not like they can't find the truth. You know, does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> Where I, the, the one that I'm dealing with still to this day that, that I've been having to check myself, I get really optimistic about things mm-hmm. sometimes, and I'll portray my vision or dream or optimism as something that, it, that it's already happened, and it's bullshit. It's just me being extremely optimistic, and that's a lie. So to me, what I've discovered, and, and, and just today I dealt with this. Um, I owe a guy some money, and, and the way I portrayed uh, how I was going about paying him, from his perspective, I lied to him. And he was talking to me about it today, and I owned it and said, I see exactly how that happened. And all I could do was own it, learn from it, and keep doing my best to figure out better ways to be completely transparent, direct, open. I call this yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That wasn't. I mean, it would be you know, like that's not what I want. Right. But sometimes I have to call. I do the same thing. I had a, a situation where I was talking. I had a forty-day sentence once. Uh, in jail, and I was talking to this girl, and I said, um, "Yeah, when I did 40 days in jail." And later, my son was like, "Hey, how come you said you did 40 days in jail when you only did 37?" Because they let me out early. It was a 40-day sentence, but they let me out early. And so I tracked that girl down and said, "By the way, I said 40 days, and it was really 37." She looked at me like I'm crazy. Like I don't care. I said, "I didn't just clean that up for you. I cleaned that up for me because." The more I clean up any dirty language that I'm using or anything that is not the truth, uh, as I clean it up, I become better at telling it right the first time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you see, that's where I was talking about. Like, is that what person I haven't done to? Yeah. It's going to be possible to check. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been experiencing. Right. Because 40 to 37, you round it. Right. It's easier. That's part of the reason why we probably did it. It's mm-hmm. 40. Mm-hmm. 37. But it was a 40 day sentence. Yeah, and so I just right, and I understand. Yeah, so but it wasn't it wasn't completely honest. Uh, coaching baseball. Okay. Now, now do you do? Yeah. Do you do so now, now all that history led me. I, I worked in the addiction recovery field for a while, and then my um, and during and and I also have been involved in coaching for a long time, uh, coaching athletics, football, and baseball. Um, I've become 
through a lot of hard work, I've become one of the, I'm sure I'm one of the best pitching and hitting coaches in the country. Um, yeah. So that's just owning it on that. And, and I, the reason I know that is my result. Uh, for four straight seasons, I've had an undefeated baseball team. Um, last year, I don't think I had one of my private batting students bat under 500. I had multiple. What does that mean? 500 means that they're getting a hit and on base at least 50% of the time. So not just hitting the ball. Hitting the ball and getting out would be would not count. So hitting the ball and getting on base mm-hmm. over 50% of the time. And most of it, yeah, it's really good. Uh, in the majors, if you can get on 26 to 27% of the time, you're an all-star. Oh. It, yeah, if you can get on 30% of the time, you're a – all pro. Yeah, you're making between 15 and $25 million a year. Great. If you can get off base 30% of the time. Now that's in the pros and the pitching better as well. But I had uh, multiple sub three uh, ERA pitchers. And so in baseball, you can tell if you're doing a good job because there's statistics. There's true measurement. I can see exactly what someone's results are. Whereas, um, well, in a lot of sports, you can. That's kind of one of the cool things about coaching in sports is you can measure the results. There's a, an actual measurement you can look at and see what your progress is. So tell us about life coaching. And tell us why you're so open about it. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember a conversation with this because sometimes yeah. people tell me stuff privately. Oh, you can share anything about me about my private life. I'm fine. Uh, I don't worry about whether uh, I truly have come to grips with what other people think about me is none of my business. And, and, uh, and that the, we spoke earlier about that has saved my life is the truth will set you free. And I know a lot of times people complicate the truth and I have simplified. The reason I'm a good baseball coach is because I simplified. I have simplified truth into all that truth is, is what has Period. That's true. What has happened? Uh, other than that, it's not true. And, and uh, so as I got out of the addiction business, uh, my friend Kim Giles, who she writes for KSL.com and has a really uh, well-run and well-thought-out, efficient and, and effective life coaching and uh, self-improvement and relationship mastery uh, and she asked me if I wanted to take her, or I, I might have asked her. I think I asked her about her coaching certification course. And Kim and I have known each other since we were 12, I think. Uh, and she said, sure, come, come do this. And so she trained me to be one of her coaches. And now her business is expanding and there's some other uh, peripheral things that are personal for her. So I don't share personal things about others. People, I'll share everything about myself, but for all kinds of reasons, uh, opportunities and all, all types of things, she's moving a lot of her clients to my place, and I'm able to help her out with that. So I'm doing a ton of life coaching, and, and, and I've had some really rewarding results from that. And that sort well, of... Tell us some of the results, and uh, why are you involved? Well, the thing that qualifies me the most is is are my experiences. 
So because I've had so much trouble in my life, I've been the participant in thousands of hours of therapy. I've been to dozens of workshops and, and read, I've read at least 300 books on the subject, on the subject of personal development and addiction recovery. And, and I've spent time in jail and I've been homeless and, and I've come out of it. So a lot of my life experiences, and when I, when I coach, I, I always talk about the difference between therapy and coaching. Therapy is um, really about helping someone who's dysfunctional. Okay, so when, when somebody's dysfunctional, their life isn't working for them, and they need to dig up the past to understand what's going on. That's where therapy specializes. What's that? Yeah, you get to a point where now you're functional. I understand what happened. I still have shit that comes up. Sure, we all do. Unmotivated times, something Sure. I'm not like, don't feel it Right, right. Uh, yeah. My mom was sick. And sure. Beat me and, uh, my dad and husband and uh, all that. No. Not, I'm not like reducing those because I no. did. Because I did carry that. That's right. And if I'm in depression and, 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 and experiencing that type of thing, I need, to, you know, therapy can really help mm-hmm. with that. But there comes a point where it's like, okay, I've dug up the past. I understand the past. I understand what makes me sick. I understand all yeah. of my you know, antisocial behaviors or my oppositional defiance behaviors, which was a big one for me, you know, and all this stuff. And now what do I do from here going forward? So coaching is all about tools for someone who's functional, not dysfunctional, but uh, tools that I can use. So I kind of consider myself, because I've been through so much, I'm like the Home Depot of <laughs> tools. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't, believe there's a one size fits all. So, um, you know, there's all types of different philosophies. And what I like to do is, is look at, okay, what does the data show is, 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 are some of the most effective tools. And I offer that to people to try out. And um, Tim and I both use the term, why don't you play around with that for a little while? So mm-hmm. here's a tool, play around with this for a while and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't get rid of it. And then, Try a different tool until you find the exact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I've noticed is that I'm, you know, I've noticed that some regular terms are good about it. They'll say, oh, you put this stuff in there. I actually think you put it here. Right. Out of that. Whatever yeah. you're saying, but that's not the thing. Right. Because our lives are constantly changing, right? Who I am today is. And we're not. developing. And right. No, no, it's not about that. It's about this. Sometimes Right. Like, no, really. Yeah. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Maybe I want spotted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever terms they say, I really yeah. like. Yeah. So I really love doing. It. I really talk. Right. And some successful people say, "I'm doing it." Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Look them up. Okay. He's all over. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can tell, he seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and then the boss is on the business. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I do with my dreams and what I talked to you about earlier. I, I learned that whatever I keep inside of me grows like crazy. And so, um, yeah, like fungus, right? And, and uh, whatever, especially whatever I keep in my shadows really grows or, or just keep inside. And I used to do the exact opposite of what I do now. So I used to keep all the things I hated about myself, all of the horrible experiences I had been through, all of my self-doubt, self-loathing, and, and everything I was ashamed of, and, and all those things. I kept that inside. And on the outside, I tried to share everything that I was going to do and how great I am and, and how awesome I'm going to be and that type of thing. And when I found, and really through baseball, in baseball, everything is counterintuitive. Everything is the exact opposite of what you think you should do. Really? You do the opposite to get the, the power. Yeah. People think you step toward the ball to hit a baseball. You actually want to stay back as, much, as long as you can. You want to create fork and stay behind your bat so you can see it. You don't want to come forward. You want to stay back. And there's all types of, of different things that are Obviously, playing through that mm-hmm. is almost like the fantasy. Yeah. 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 And who knows? There's a lot of different it's techniques. My, all of my techniques are always simplified, simplified, simplified. Most things are counterintuitive. And so, with this kind of now, what I do is I keep all of my dreams as tight to the chest as possible until they bear fruit. And then the action speaks for itself. I don't speak about everything I'm working on and, and what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and trust me, it's deep, right? I have, I have huge dreams, just like I think everybody does, you know? Um, but instead, I let out the things that I used to be ashamed of. And, they, and it loses power when I shine light on the stuff that I don't like and then keep what I do like, own it, but keep it tight to the best. I don't need to be telling everybody about all my potential accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Because they're not accomplished simply so, because again, that would be a lie. A, a truth is what has happened. So I wait until it's true to I'll express it. Well, I'll do a little bit of both, but mostly now, then, uh, yeah. the show. Yeah. I actually, I looked at my phone, and I radio. How did that happen? Yeah. It felt like yesterday. And then my internet showed up. I thought on the back. I had a trailer. Yeah. And made it work But my, my version of that was someday. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. And someday never. Yeah. Even though I'm taking care Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I stopped it for like a month and a half. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I, I just saw one a meme in the last few weeks, one of those memes on the Facebook or something that said, there's seven days in the week, and someday isn't one of them. Have you have you been exposed to the five second principle? You know what that is? It's a called in the four. No, yeah, I know, right? Right. For the five second rule. Yeah. I've heard three, seven. Yeah, on eating food on the floor. Seven. And in fact, her name's Mel something. Um, It's called the five second rule. Um, I encourage you to check it out. It's it's a really powerful. tool to use that whenever you go to procrastinate or put something off or whatever, you start counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, go. And that there's all this science behind how that actually gets your mind to snap out of the old, the limiting behavior. So I can share that with you. And I, I don't, someone on here probably knows what her name is. It's Mel something, the five second rule. I think it is, but pretty good stuff. So anyway, so yeah, so the coaching just led to in, in and, and a lot of the things I coach are that are the things that work for me, right? So one of the things that has really propelled my life from being a criminal and a drug addict and all those things and homeless and broke and all that uh, was meditation and mindfulness. And, and I have a consistent meditation and gratitude practice and my gratitude has been furthered by Kevin Clayton, who we <laughs> talked about. He wrote a book called Flip the Gratitude Switch, which is awesome. So um, he's a local guy. Really amazing book. Um, but in, in one of my meditations, I was just the observer, and a thought went by my vision or by my awareness that said, if I had all the money in the world, what would I do? And I, answer, I chose to answer the question, and I said, I'd teach the homeless. And this was the third time I heard something whisper in my ear. And it said, do it. Like that. And I turned around and... and so that, that became what uh, we're doing. is called eudaimonia. We've been doing it for about six months. So eudaimonia, the word... Yeah, because that's a, a strange word. But once you understand it, it's, it's an amazing word. It's, I'm always, again, I always look to simplify. So this is the word to me that best describes in the simplest form what we're all looking for. Um, Aristotle coined the term, and the direct translation is human thriving. To thrive as human is the experience of eudaimonia. So this was written back in the time of the Stoics, and I've really gotten into studying (laughs) Stoicism. It's a big part of my life, too. I have Stoic meditations and then just meditations where I just am the watcher. I'm allowing anything to come. But uh, sometimes I actually meditate on concepts. And uh, so eudaimonia is this state of human life. And I had worked, I've spent hundreds or maybe even thousands of hours doing service for the homeless, passing out Okay. So we'll wrap up. Yeah. Um, I I know we're still forever. Okay. So my thought process, what I recognized is that when I was really trapped, in, in, in my addiction and in poverty and in lying and criminal behavior, I had this deep belief that I was worthless. That, uh, and the more my mom would help me out or the people would bail me out or, or save me. Just for the 
audio version of Double yeah. Hand. We'll continue on the Facebook. Okay. Okay. So let people know how they can reach you. Okay. Okay. So on audio, you can reach you can reach out to me at uh, Sean at allIsWell.life. And if you want to know about eudaimonia, it's E U D A E M O N I A. And uh, the Facebook page is eudaimonia now. So Facebook.com/slash eudaimonia now. What are you doing for the moment? We're doing workshops. They're called Dreams to Results Workshops, where we do these workshops and, and literally do our best to teach and, and look at uh, behaviors or beliefs and get people out of limiting beliefs and turn their dreams into results through action steps. Great. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great life and see you, listen to you, listen to me sure. and us next week. See you later. Thank you guys. Ultra Life, 5 o'clock. Weekend.